Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 11th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. With me is my co-host, Will Terps. Yo, yo. Tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, Pig Farmer, one of the most elite cultivators in the whole I'm going to say the world, man. I know I'm from the state of Oregon, but dude has game, and we are really excited to have him on the show, and we have him on the phone right now, so we're going to skip the intros and just have him say what's up. How you doing over there, Pig Farmer? I'm doing good. How you guys all doing tonight? Doing all right, man. doing good. Yeah, man. Excited to have you on the show. Okay, man. So... I'm going to go, I'm going to just jump into my cookie cutter questions and just let you story away. I'm sure that uh, Will will have some questions too. Um, yep, definitely. I'm trying my to. First, my first cookie cutter question is, can you please state your name, city, state, company, and whether rec or medical? Uh, I'm still medical out here in Oregon right now. Uh, nice. My name's Joe. My company nice. name's never really been like a rec company or anything, but my name company name was always just pig farmer come from Word. when i first started growing the first grow back in iowa I was growing on a little pig farm I was growing like maybe a football field away from like three thousand head of hogs so uh damn so that's growing, cool man and uh hoping the stink of the pig shit would cover up the fucking smell of marijuana damn <laughs> dude yeah i uh fuck dude i lived in olympia <laughs> by that mushroom farm and the mushroom farm, like, uh, it was right in our backyard, and it just reeked when we went outside. We had one artist that would come record, and he just kept saying, dude, you got to run some lights in the garage, man. You don't even have to have any filters, you know? So that's yeah. crazy. That's cool that that's yeah, where the, the name came from, man. Yeah, it's pretty fucking nasty. Like, if the wind would blow from one direction, you would smell the, the hog shit because it was literally, like, one million gallon pits underneath them fucking hogs where the shit would get dumped all year long. And then in the fall, they would put it on the cornfields to grow the corn crop next year for the nitrogen source. So Damn. that was one direction. The other direction was like the fucking bin where they put the dead pigs. And that uh, shit stunk. You know, it was like dead, dude. And that was gnarly. That's one of the yeah. things that also got the, pushed me the fuck out of Iowa dealing with that shit. <laughs> I love all that shit. <laughs> Good chance to get through life, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. It's it's good to hear these type of stories too, man. Cause um, it it wasn't always shits and giggles, man. You know, like people came yeah. up, you know. Yeah, um, it was so pretty. Back yeah. back then. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I mean, you you always had to consider a lot more things, you know. Just uh, you know, covering up the smell, obviously. You know, there wasn't, like, as many resources. You can't just go on the internet and look up, like, well, hey, how do I do this? Or what if my plant looks like this, you know? Yeah, and, like, so, okay. you know, like, that was, like, I started growing in, like, 98 or 99 going into 2000. Yeah, my actual first crop was, uh, I was home trimming an AK-47 and Dutch Passions, uh, like, pure power plant, I think it was called, when it was New Year's Eve rolling into 2000. Like all my buddies around, I'm harvesting my fucking first crop and like just stoke this shit, dude. And and uh, no, that was the thing, you know. Like yeah, yeah. I ran, I ran a 400 watt veg light and a thousand watt bloom light. And that's all I needed back then, you know. Dope. 
Yeah, man, that's cool, man. So what would you, it was AK-47 and Dutch Passion is your first run? Yeah, Dutch Passion. I think it was Power Plant or Pure Power Plant. It was like some sativa. And, like, looking back, you know, like, I didn't uh, really even know, like, indica or sativa or anything. But now that I Dude. know what I've seen, they were definitely sativa yeah. plants. That's yeah, cool, big man. Old, like, wombat. You know, yeah, when I, as, as soon as I got my card and I figured out those terms and, you know, the meaning, like, bro, just so much shit made sense from my youth. It was like, fuck. That's why those fucking quops didn't fucking get me high back then. You know what I mean? Like you, and it's like they were bomb, but I would smoke the shit out of them because I wasn't getting the relaxing chill. You know what I mean? And so it yep. just uh, once I got my card, I was like, okay, I guess I'm an indica guy. I'm, I'm relaxing, chill. But it just made so much shit make sense. And then when shit was like darker or older, it's like it did. It was more of that relaxing, chill because. On my res, Joey, like, we grew up on dirt, weed, bro, like, uh, yeah. it was, like, any kind of chronic was 20 bucks a gram, and it wasn't much, and you'd have to go and grab an ounce from a city nearby. And, yeah, I think yeah, a lot of people kind of grew up on, up. so it's like, grew up on did you, that too. So you like, freaking I, press I'm, weed? Did you, you, did you get that on the reservation, the press weed of all the cracked seeds? Yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. We get it from Yakima. Homie, homies from Yakima had that shit. Yeah, that's why I started growing weed. I didn't even know what weed looked like until like grew it, because I thought it like it was gonna be like some flat pressed fucking brown shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it. <laughs> it was a plant, dude. It was yeah. Uh, First time I seen weed change from fish to flower, it blew my mind. Blue, yeah, yeah, that's Maybe awesome. Like a, yeah. Incredible. I'll never experience like it's kind of like having a, a child born and watching childbirth. Yeah, absolutely. Something you created, man, for sure. For sure. Um, I guess okay, so you answered the question since 1999. So, fuck, dude, that's gonna be 20 years on New Year's, dude. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, that leads me to my next cookie cutter question: Is uh, what what pushed you towards cultivating? It was just uh, more or less the not having any shitty brown bomb weed. weed. And if I was yeah. smoking that shitty brown weed, I was driving like ten hours <laughs> one way to pay five hundred bucks, or I was paying like five grand a pound. So I would buy a pound, bring it back to my homies, and like sell all the ounces but one, so I could smoke that one ounce free. And then when it was yeah. out, I dried the fuck back out there again. So I got tired of that shit in a hurry. But oh, yeah. I was looking at the in Colorado that today, like, I don't know if it was because, you know, like I was younger and like not as experienced, but I still to this day think this guy had the best weed I've ever had in my life. And it might have just been yeah. because I was like a kid, you know? It, yeah. It just, everything he would come through would just be fire. Like lemon G, yeah. the the first time I seen sour diesel come from that guy, and like that sour diesel that I smoked, I feel like puts like Scooby snacks even like on the second shelf. You know that shit was righteous. Yeah, like, uh, you know, yeah definitely. I even remember some. What's that, Will? I'm sorry. Yeah, Len... No, no, you're good. I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, you know, I back in the day. 
a lot of the stuff I get back on the East Coast, you know, be hit or miss. But sometimes I get, you know, a crop or two or like a strain that was like, geez, like who grow this? Like fucking master grower, you know, it was just like crazy, frosty, smelled great. Um, but that stuff always costs an arm and leg. And, and, you know, I never knew like what they were growing with or what went into it. So it's just a lot of speculation. Right. <laughs> Same with me back then. You know, I never knew to ask questions like that when, when it was 2001. Right, right. Exactly. Same, same, dude. Like, for real. And it's like, back then, you didn't get to meet the guy that fucking put in that work. You know what I mean? There was at least one or two middlemen between. Oh, yeah. And it was exactly. just like, yeah. like, fuck. Like, that's that's cool that you became the guy. You know what I mean? Like, Like, fuck. Yeah, but that, now it sucks because, like, it's kind of like, you know, I wish to God I could go find some really good weed. I'd pay 400 bucks an ounce for some weed that I wanted to savor, like, every little hit that I take. You know, yeah. it's just worth it. Definitely. You know? No Definitely. doubt. For real, bro. Like... That's what's changed in the scene, you know? Like, people, I don't know if people, like, what their acceptance level, if it's went down or, like, if it's like the overall quality of it went down you know and i think a lot of it too might be this new virus that we're all finding out about like any any you know i'm brewing eight different sour d cuts none of us held a candle to what i used to see back in the day you know that's, yeah. what happened to that even like the chem dog the original chem dog you know i started growing that thing in 2001 and today it's like a it's a mere expression of what it was in those days yeah yeah i've heard and i'm in mass right now so i think the the chem dog and the sour diesel kind of, at least from the stories I've heard, you know, originated around this area. And I don't even know. I know there's this guy that goes by the name of Chem Dog Glass. I'm not sure if he had anything to do with the original Chem Dog yeah, that's, or not. That's, that's um, yeah. Nice, because I remember, I think he even, like, I could be wrong, but I think he's, like, literally, like, I'm I'm in Holyoke, Massachusetts right now, about 10 miles from Northampton. I think he, he lives around that area. I could be wrong, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the origin stories, too, the, the University of Massachusetts, Amherst with the, the sour diesel. Um, but, yeah, just going off that, I mean, I had a cut when I was going to high school up here. I had... Um, I got a sour diesel, a uh, quarter of sour diesel from my, my dealer, and I have literally not been able to find anything as funky as that um, that sour D I got, like even on the West Coast. And, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I bet even if that guy's got Even if that dude's still got that cut today, it's still growing in the same way. I bet it's a, a mere, like, image of what it used to be. Right, right. Word. That's dope, Yeah, I, I think... I think these cuts, like, they got, you know, they're age. They age. Yeah. Something I don't know yeah. what to do with them, you know. And, like, none of us, you know, not a lot of us have ever kept mothers. I never kept mothers. You know, I'm always clones of clones of clones, and that could be the shit that fucks it up, too, you know. Yeah, Right, dude. definitely. My, my uncle in Seattle did that same shit. His OG cut came from Oakland when he moved to Seattle. And I worked for him for, like, 2013 through 2014, and... It was bomb when I first showed up, but he didn't keep mothers either. And it's like before I left, it just didn't hit me the same way. You know what I mean? And I, like I could just tell, like potency was a little bit less. At least it still smelled bomb and everything. But I'm like, man, this ain't 
Like you're yeah. copying a copy, you know what I mean? That's that's cool to hear you say that because I, I just noticed it, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, this ain't the same. I feel like with these these strains too, you know, like Sour D and, and Come Dog, the more elusive ones, like uh, they get watered down, like we said, like we were talking about, you know, and no one's doing the due diligence of, um, you know, like, you know, making, you know, creating a new mom once, you know, the, the generations have kind of been exhausted. And that could, you know, that, who knows? That could play a, a factor into into it. Right now, there's so many like variables. Yeah, it's like you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I was saying earlier, you know, it's like I I unlearn just as much as I think I fucking learn every year. Now at this point, yeah. it's like things I think I've taught myself like turn out to be like I don't know, you know, like you're always questioning something, you know. It's kind of like the yeah. dragon chasing. Well, dude, I, uh, I remember one story from Jackson at Natural Wonders. Uh, he was just telling me, because I was out there in Sherwood that summer in 2016, and he said that you had some kind of, uh, like you had a, a well put in, or they had to come and put a new pump in or something, and I guess they, they like put a bunch of chlorine in the water. And, oh, yeah. And, and Jackson was telling me the story. He's like, bro, like he, he was saying he, he was pouring everything up and mixing everything. And he just told everybody, stop. Why is it why is it bubbling up like that? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is that? And everybody was like, what? I don't know. He's like, yo, it's not supposed to do. What the fuck, man? You know? And you like, you didn't feed your plants that water, bro. And I'm like, fuck, that's cool, man. Like, it's uh, just to, to notice that, you know what I mean? Like, to, to pay attention that I much. I, chlorine, dude. I think I smelled the chlorine. I got, like, really uh, good, like, scent, you know? And, like, I can't hear for shit, but I got good scent, dude. I can smell the chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, that's cool, man. And so, like, what, like, how how did you remedy that? Did you bring like did you bring water in or something? I don't know. I probably went to the neighbors and got water or something. You know, like I only need like thirty gallons of water <laughs> at the time. You know, no doubt. I can't remember what the hell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm gonna switch to that... another one. Can can I can I go to one of my cookie cutter questions, Joey? Yeah, dude. Sorry, man. Yep. Okay, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, is yeah. it true that I'd you like, used I'd to tune with the Grateful Dead? Did I tune? No, I did not. I never, I never got to see Jerry once. Oh, what? Yeah, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I turned uh, eighteen like three days after Jerry passed away, and like, you know, I come from. I grew up, I graduated, I think there was 18 other kids in my class, like a small town, and like, I was sheltered from the world until I was like, old enough to go off and, you know, see the world on my own. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, I never thought to see Jerry. Damn. But but you're uh, you're a fan? Like, I, I remember hearing some story from someone about there, like, what's, you're just, you're just a Grateful Dead fan or something? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like... The Grateful Dead and like cannabis kind of like I found it all at the same time, like, you know, like 95-ish is 96 is when I started smoking a lot. And I don't know, it kind of came hand in hand and like it, you know, it probably coincides with turning, you know, from a child into an adult, you know, but man, I changed a lot from weed and, and from the music alone. And like, I don't know, you know, now I listen to 
the Grateful Dead like through headphones like hi-fi and it's like dude there's just nothing that like nothing like it in the world I mean it's like it's a drug you know? it's a purest form of euphoria you can get you know music yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah I, I, rec- I recently saw uh, Dead and Company live and I will say while I was never around you know I never had the privilege, privilege of even close to being uh, coming close to being able to see Jerry and all that but I don't know. My dad's a, an older deadhead, and while I enjoyed, I enjoyed the show and hearing some some classics. Like that yep. is just, it's not the same vibe. My dad kept saying when we went to the Dead and Company show about a week ago. He's like, "This is this is not the dead crowd from you know. This is way different, you know." And it's like I don't know. It's it's something about it. Like Jerry was a lot of the heart and soul of that band. I mean, every member was was important, but you know, Jerry was the man yeah yeah dude like if you're gonna listen to shows get some uh like just get some good shows you know because there's some shitty grateful dead shows too but get some good shows that are like digitally remastered and like some high oh yeah Dick's picks. a bag of weed you will lose yourself you know oh, if you, yeah. you get like like that i mean fish does it to me now too a little bit but i'm just kind of a little wet behind the ears on it still you know with the, the fish but totally. man you go to a fish it's the energy's there and it's like the vibe feels right and it's just so you know it's explosive at times but like it doesn't make me have the emotional feelings that like listening to those shows even at home like through a headset do like i'll go from like right. totally happy to like glee pissing my pants to like crying about some shit or thinking about some people i ain't thought about in 10 years and shit dude i mean it's it opens up like every freaking channel of the brain or something i don't know what it is yeah, absolutely yeah i had a really cool experience uh was it about two years ago i was at oregon country fair and um i had a good i have a good friend uh jimmy who lives down in the eugene area and he's like uh knows the people at the the country fair well and he's been volunteer volunteering there for years um he didn't let me know about other people he knew but I was hanging out with like his friends and some of the like people working the fair and that and we were like sitting behind the information booth passing a bong around and um I was sitting next to this woman and we were talking a bit and passed her the bong and everyone kind of dispersed and he go he comes over to me and he's like uh hey do you know who that was who that was sitting next to you and I was like no he's like Trix- yep. Trixie Garcia yep Trixie Garcia dude i already knew i don't know i already fucking knew that dude yeah dude you knew i'm like holy shit yeah and i was like wait what like jerry garcia's daughter yeah i ran into yeah fair once i've only been to fair twice so yeah Yeah. but dude yeah like just seeing her like you can see the the freaking angel inside or something like the energy glow coming out it's crazy and then and then my friend told me that went on telling me he's like uh keep this on the low but i literally lent uh my house i rent from the garcia family i'm like holy shit all right <laughs> that's crazy wow yeah okay Dude, yeah i got i gotta ask to you play. i gotta ask you about john mayer joey what do you think about john mayer Oh, dude, don't get me. We don't want to get started on that shit, do we? (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, what what I was saying about the Grateful Dead, though, is like, man, we need to, I need to, like, reach out to uh, Chemdog, and I think he would, like, come on here and shoot the shit with you guys, because he's got some 
crazy weed stories that are like, you know, I don't know if it's all been told over and over again, if he's like he's tired of telling the stories or whatever, but you know, that's stuff. Yeah, you know, we like to hear that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Talk, talk to G about some of this shit, you know? That'd be cool yeah. to see a show like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, my next cookie cutter question, Joey, uh, what sort of methods do you use? Soil, hydro, nutrients, whatever? So, I mean, like now I definitely use soil and nectar, and I have been nectar for the gods for like, what, I guess 2012. I changed to nectar when it was, it used to be called Harvest Moon Organic. And, uh, oh, yeah. Their logos are the shit, it, bro. Yeah, I found it at a boring hydro store, which is now closed with all the other darn hydro stores. But, uh, yeah, I found it. And then, like, about a year later, it switched over to nectar for the gods. And, dude, like, at the time, it was everything I was looking for, you know, it gave me like control over which input, you know, over which, how fast the plant was going to drink the shit or, you know, uptake the nutrient and like how much of each nutrient I could tailor, tailor stuff at that point, you know? And like, to me, did it have the, did it have the mint smell back then? What's that? Did it have the mint smell back then when it was harvest moon? Oh yeah. It still does have a slight mint for sure. Yeah, dude, yeah, but... I thought that was so pleasant when I was pouring that shit up. I'm like, God damn, it doesn't smell like fucking shit. Like, shout out to yeah, these all... guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're doing it right, dude. I mean, fuck, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's not right by vegans, I suppose. But, man, that shit, you know, it's like how our ancestors grew plants. Dead animals, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Fucking A, dude, bone meal and shit, like. And what is what is that that micro microbe life photo? That smells like shit. The micro? Oh, the photo plus. The, yeah. yeah, the photo plus microbe life. It smells like shit. Yeah, we call it the photo part over here, dude. That shit's the nasty. <laughs> Anything that stinks that's gonna turn good in weed to me, you know, like it's disgusting to think Definitely. about. Yeah. yeah. Do we have some shit called weed that was like straight up pressed like they would go and collect like all the freaking like schools like vegetable scraps and and they put it through a, a corkscrew and like squeeze all the juice out of it and they were selling that <laughs> man i was putting that on was that like, like grokashi or whatever no it was totally different than or a bukashi or okay. whatever it was like a firm vegetable juice ferment and it was just straight nasty and when i i was bringing all that flour into like jackson's you know back in the good old medical days dude like that was a product that was going on there that shit made that fucking weed like even better than you know the the kids i guess were dirtbags so that ran it and i guess they stole the recipe for some guy up in like washington and like tried to copy it down here in oregon and like last i knew they were like fucking wanted by the sheriff (laughs) Damn. Yeah, because they like rip guys like company off. Yeah, Damn, that's shady. Yeah, if well, it's they make like, good uh, products, so hey, yeah, <laughs> intellectual property and such. Uh, yeah, dude. Okay. So uh, I got another cookie cutter question. How do you feel about no till, sir? Bring me some shit worth smoking, and I'll uh, hopefully have a different opinion. But I mean, like, <laughs> I didn't smoke it, but then like. You know, I'm pretty picky, but like, I've yet to smoke any no-till that like I even want to have a second hit of. 
You know, and it's like, <laughs> I like the whole idea of, like, growing weed cheaper and less impact and shit, man. I like that whole idea. But, man, like, I can't palate it. You know, I mm-hmm. taste like. And, yeah. and it's like, it, it just, and I grew up, you know, like, around farm animals. It smells just like the farm feed we used to feed our, you know, feed feed the animal. Word. Fucking straw and alfalfa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somewhere along the way, at least the some of the no-till growers decided that you know, oh, we don't need the flush or whatever. And I don't know if that's a... yeah. I uh, I will say though, Joey, we had a guy Joshua Steensland on episode two, and he does no-till, and I got to try some of his grease monkey, the flower, and the uh, the flower rosin, and dude, it was fire. Like, I was impressed. I was yeah. like, no fucking way, dude. Like, just water. Like, holy shit. I was impressed by his work. And it was no-till indoor. So, like, that's that's his his game. You know what I mean? And I was just super impressed by that. Um, yeah. But I can agree, like, most no-till outdoor guys, I'm like. I haven't had good no-till in years. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter Personally. what you find. It's, it's going to taste. I don't even know. Like yeah, I don't even know if. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna taste like outside big time. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, dude, there, you know, like the guy down uh, he used to be part of TGA Joel Taylor. He used to have like or a sub cool soil mix. You know, like they used to grow really good taste in pot with like an organic amendment. You know that way. So I've always liked organic amended like soil grown pot. And yeah, then you know, was... of course, I you know people fuck up nectar weed though too. I don't know how, but they do. There's some nasty ass nectar weed out there, you know. I don't yeah, know. So I mean, it's just like I'm not in a big circle. I'm in my own little bubble. I just, you know, like the I haven't smoked like I haven't smoked only probably five or six people's no till, but I didn't want to like even have a second taste of any of it. No doubt, absolutely. Yeah, because to me, like that's that's how I I grew outside, and I would make my soil with you know organic amendments. I would go and hit up concentrates out there in Oregon City and load up bro and i would make my soil a month or two ahead of time i could tell if i if i didn't have enough time and it was too hot when i planted it would fuck shit up for a couple weeks but it would settle down i was always proud because i would just use tea and water and it tasted bomb and so that's when i when i saw guys doing no-till i'm like no fucking way like you guys no, no blood meal no bone meal no bat guano like fucking no nothing like i'm like fuck that's crazy, you know what I mean? Because to me, that's that's what made the shit fucking fire, man. You know, right? The more nasty stuff you can give it. Yeah, dude, exactly. I agree. Yeah, I I went kind of ape shit with the bat guano um, my first time using it and burned my plants, but I I learned like I don't use much of it. <laughs> like way back in the day, and just roach plants, and now I know it's more from low pH, so that shit's super acidic. Yeah. yeah it seemed like that stuff would turn the eat the the compost tea orange too as soon as i would add it like normally it'd be like a dark brown color but that bat guano got in there it's fucking bright orange like holy shit yeah. that's cool yeah, yeah um, back but they're fucking up the back caves you know with that shit so yeah not a lot, not a lot of people running it anymore that's for sure Word. Yeah, the uh I remember when they ran out of that uh, green sand at 
concentrates. Like they said, the mine dried up. Like the mine was in New Jersey or something. And, and then, yeah. There was no more of it available. And, I was like, and then that was, yeah. I felt like that was a key ingredient too, and I couldn't get it anymore. So I'm like, fuck, God damn it. Um, okay, so my next cookie cutter question. Um, you're growing coral reef now? Uh, not really. Yeah, just growing corals like frags and just keeping saltwater tanks for sure. Got into that like. I don't know, maybe shit. It's probably close to three years now ago. I mean, I used to do it back when, back in the late night, like about the time I started growing, I kind of got into it, but I moved so often that I could never like have a, you know, you got to have time to get these things stable. And like, I never had enough time in one area to actually watch one like transform and grow into a full blown reef you know that's but. that's tight dude and it's uh it's like a business too right like pet stores be buying all that shit and stuff too yeah it's getting pretty big i mean like the the saltwater trade you know like there's a bunch of shit going on with the uh importing of it or the export exporting of it you know like countries like not allowing to export certain uh. worlds and shit you know and it's a lot like cannabis too you know like somebody gets in this new hot fire, you know, cutting or whatever, you know, but this is actually a new hot color of a zoanthid coral or a bacon coral, you know, so like people start fragging this shit off and selling it for high dollar, you know, pretty much through the mail trade, you know, like through black market mail trades, what a lot of these people are doing with it, you know, but that's like a, more, I was kind of setting up to, uh, to like sell to uh, local fish, local salt, saltwater stores, like wholesale them stuff yeah more than so like so fragging pepper. fragging is is that like cutting clones then like fragging yeah, pretty much like, yeah but good so like, you just you break it and then you can root it in your own tank or something like that well yeah you pretty much a lot of them you know like you just cut them you know like you can use a tile saw pretty much like a griffin saw it's like a wet tile saw that you use to like anything that has a calcium layer like you just saw through it on that and yeah, like you can't frag all corals, but like ninety percent of them you can. Damn, so it's pretty, that's cool, man. That's how. It yeah, goes. man, it's just one of those things that you you think you uh, learn something, but then you unlearn ten things, and it's just one of those never-ending like learning processes. And that's kind of like the things I get addicted to in the world is like somewhere to like yeah. lose my mind. Yeah. I agree, man. Figuring out problems feels good, man. Like we we do our yeah. test calls on Wednesday nights and sometimes it's just me and Mitch, but I'm like happy to handle some shit and troubleshoot it and make sure it works better, you know what I mean? It makes makes yeah. me feel good. Um yeah, make so make my, my uh my next cookie cutter question, um, what is your opinion on the cannabis industry in Oregon now? Well, I think it's getting a lot better there for a while, you know, it was just so, it was just ridiculous the way it like opened up, you know, I mean, it was just, everyone knew the shit was coming, but no one like, it was kind of like somebody telling you the world's going to end and like, you know, somebody tells you the world's going to end in 20, 30 years, no one's going to prepare for that shit, you know, if you, but like, people were like going hard, you know, like, just like thinking, I don't know, reality wasn't like right, you know, with you know, everybody kind of like had all their guns in, you know, everyone was in, 
and it wasn't cool there for the first couple of years. You know, it was shitty for everyone. The pot got real shitty because no one could even afford to grow it right or like pay employees to like, uh, you know, wage to like keep them happy enough to grow good flowers, you know, and shit. It was, it was tough there for a couple of years, but I think the things are getting easier though in the last six to nine months in the, in the rec game, that's for sure. That's dope. That's dope. I, uh, I think that once federal legalization happens, then that shit is gonna, like Oregon's gonna blow back up. It'll jump back up to 32 of P. Everybody's gonna be like, fuck. Like, whatever, bro, we're shipping everywhere. We're getting, we're getting ours, you know what I mean? You can grab it or not, you know? Like, cause. Yeah, I mean. Thing to see how it shakes out, that's for sure. Definitely. I mean, so many companies too were like, that was the mentality, right? When it went wreck, when, you know, if they were a company that, that had a wreck license ready to go, well, it was, well, I'm going to get mine. You know, I remember Willamette Valley Alchemy first coming on the, the concentrate scene. They were the, one of the first rec uh, licensed processors and they had, you know, they were selling like $90 grams of live resin, like $80 grams of just mediocre trim run shatter. And then, you know, once more companies came on board, that definitely, you know, went down. And now I think they sell literally the same um, the same type of oil that they sold for 80 a gram two years ago. They're selling it for like 20 a gram out the door. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's crazy. The, the bottom fell out. For sure. The bottom fell out for sure. Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, like, it showed like though where how far it it can be pushed, you know, like how how far can you push these guys before like everything is totally crap, you know, like yeah. hell, yeah, I don't exactly. Know. And then you know, a lot of people just instead of playing that game, just folded and like that's pretty much what I did, you know, like I folded up, I wasn't gonna play in that fucking game, you know. Yeah, it made me angry. Absolutely, I was angry for like two years over all that crap, dude. It took time away from me, dude. You know, it was just yeah. bad stuff. Yeah. So you, know, and Geek and Pat and those guys and Hound Dog, those guys are all going to make it through because they got a good damn product. And that's all that's really going to determine, like, you know, like we, I go into the dispensary, there's like a handful of farms that like, I'll even entertain, like even wanting to smell their jars, you know, let alone buy some weed, you know? Yeah. So yeah, the good guys are the more people smoke, the more that they learn quality. So, you know, the market's okay. pretty uh, pretty uh, undeveloped, you know, like as far as the smoker goes. Yep, the average Oregon consumer fucking suck. They suck. Yeah. They just want to buy <laughs> THC shit. They don't care about, like, looking or, or being educated or, or hearing about other things. It's just like, all right, here's your fucking 28% joint. Get on your way. Yeah. Here's the twenty eight percent shit that tastes like campfire. Exactly. It tastes like fucking campfire. It's just like it's like do you use these same t- taste buds when you're at a nice restaurant or you're comparing food? Like what? <laughs> just don't get it. Yep. Okay, so yeah, uh my next cookie cutter question, Joey, is uh, what is your favorite strain to run and why? Oh, you guys know. I mean, my favorite thing to run was 
always been Scooby because I like smoking the shit out of it, you know? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like Same the way the plant dude. grows, too, you know? It's just, it doesn't get too tall. It's not, like, super uh, demanding of, of anything. It's just, like, what do you want me to do? Like, you can just, you know, another thing. Turns out, it turns out good every time. I'm consistent yeah. with it, you know? It's, it's, you know, I think some things like the way people even maybe it's the nutrient line or the way that some strains just work better with different totally different environments you know and scooby just works well in my environment i like growing that and the newest thing is that that mac one cutting i'm actually been smoking that over scooby right now because it it doesn't uh at the end of the day i can still stand up straight i smoke scooby all day long eight o'clock and you know like i feel like i'm off kiltered. You know? Yeah. So, it's yeah. A little, it's I kind of you know, potent or in a different way. It gets me kind of like amped up and wanting to do things, you know, it gets me getting shit done. Totally. Yeah. I have a question kind of branching off that. I know you're a, a flower guy, but um, would you ever, I mean, have you ever considered like running a room or running plants into like either solvent lists or solvent based con, uh, concentrates, or is it just something that you know, you don't want to, you know, necessarily ruin the integrity of the flower because it's already so dank. I don't, I mean, like, I got a buddy that uh, made a, a whole, you know, like, I don't do, you know, like, he gets one plant. You know, he took a Scooby plant yeah. and he squeezed it down, to, or he washed it, he ice washed it, or bubble bagged it, you know, with ice water hash. And then he mm. put it in a freeze dryer and squeezed it in its rosin press. And it's Scooby, of course, and this shit is like, no, I don't do a lot of dabs. I have probably one dab a month, but dude, like that shit, Same. you have a dab of that. It's so good. It tastes so good. Yeah. And it gets your heart like boom, 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 boom for about 10 minutes. And then <laughs> about an hour, I want to lay down and like do nothing. No, you know, so I don't do a lot of dabs. <laughs> but it's good. Like, totally, totally. like this shit. I just think it's, you know, I got a little jar right here in front of me. And it, it literally looks like somebody like hawked a clear loogie in the freaking jar. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, I understand like people like, my better half, she's like so into these essential oils, you know, not cannabis essential oils, but like, you know, like just lavender and she's got this whole freaking book and like, this whole box that she opens up and it's like the Wizard of Oz in there for oils, you know. And like mm-hmm. I understand, like man, these cannabis oils—they ain't even been—they ain't even getting, you know, like that shit's clear. And like I don't, there's—I think there's a lot to be found out about these cannabis like herbs yet. That we don't even Definitely. know anything about. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that's the same thing, like with with the coral reefs. It's like, dude, like that's what's awesome about it because no matter what you you know, you can sit there and think you know all this shit, but you don't know. You're at the mercy of something that's living. You know, you have no yeah. idea what's going on. Fucking hey, dude. Yeah. At the end, of, at the end of the day, that it has a mind of its own. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, like I really think there's something to do with like the seasons and the moon pool of stuff, even on indoor crops. And I think that's you know, like boy, some crops are just banger and some aren't, and. You know, the inputs are always a little bit varied. You know, there's so much variance. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, 
I guess this isn't a cookie cutter question, but we've asked guests before. Uh, one, I talked about it for a while. What do you think about Philos Bioscience? Shit, I think that's a bunch of crooked shit, dude. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not a judge. I do got to go jury duty on July 3rd, though, so I might as well get used to judging somebody here. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like I felt creeped out. You know, like I worked out to Pat to Heroes when they come out there one time, and like there was one lady that was all nice and shit, but like I never trusted this thing. It was like Playboy, or I think it was an article in Playboy like three years ago had some fucking article about. It wasn't even directly about Phylos, but, but about something. And I read this, like, taking a shit one morning, and it, like, freaked me out. I never trusted Phylos because, like, I think it might have been, like, connected or some shit. But, dude, those Damn. guys just seem like the, the beast, you know? But Yeah. No doubt. Man. I don't know. It's, like, if they played everyone, they it just seems like they played everyone. It's, like, straight up yeah, played dude. everyone, like. Yep, yeah. it's like that's what they planned on on the whole time. It's like not like, oh, well, yeah, they came about and they liked what we were doing. And yeah, and had, I had an opportunity to sell the company. It's like, no, I think you fucking knew what you were doing the whole time. You were, your yeah. whole intention was to sell out uh, everyone that's ever put, you know, uh, strain information into your database uh, and pretty much just steal all that information um, and fucking use it for your advantage. It almost seems like a fucking movie. I can't believe it happened, but yeah. shitty ass people yeah. in this world. Dude, yeah. we, we are, are, are naive as fuck. You know, myself included. I mean, we are a bunch of naive motherfuckers. Like, dude, yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's, I don't know I agree. what it is. <laughs> Man, because I, I thought they were cool too, dude. Yeah. I thought they were, uh, I'd like, I tried to sell homies on the sex test. Like, yo, you don't even have to flip them or do like, you just fucking cut off a leaf and send it in. And it, it just, uh, yeah. not the same dude. I was like, Fuck. yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's interesting too. Cause like, it's like people who put their complete faith in them, you know, like lion tree farms, like literally every year lion tree is submitted all their female clones to Phylos to get information to decide what they were going to run outdoor that year. So, you know. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, are these people going to sue these fuckers? I hope so. I don't know. I don't know how the case is progressing, but I mean, this yeah. fucking Mowgli, dude. Fuck Mowgli. Yeah, it's bad, man. Like, I'm like, damn. People should. I think they're probably playing the, for the long game and think like in five years that this will all be forgotten about. And hell, who knows? You know, in five years, you'll probably be buying cigarettes at the gas station, you know, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I will not be buying cigarettes at the gas station, but yeah, they they will be available. You know what I mean? Yeah, or you or you're buying like the strain you used to grow from five, you know, what's now Phylos or whatever. It's like, well, fuck. There was that one yeah, that I gave to you. Or... That's the yeah, thing though with cannabis. Like, that, good luck going and like producing some good weed, like a whole bunch of it. You know, like it's hard as fuck, and like. The more automation that you know these people put in and shit, the shittier the weed is. You know, like then you yeah. end up with just like sterile, sterile like environments and you know sterile root 
Rizzo fears and shit. That shit, you're never gonna get no flavor out of that. So like the people that smoke for okay. flavor, you're never. Dude, be thank you for uh-huh. saying that, brother. Thank you for saying that, man. Like, I dig Jungle Boy's IG feed and shit because it's like, holy fuck, that looks like a three pound plant in a goddamn six inch rock wheel cube. You know, like that's crazy. But yeah. It probably fucking doesn't taste like shit, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I got zero love for Jungle Boys. I'm like, I don't care I what they you grow put in there. F- like, that's, that's sterile, and it probably fucking tastes like whatever your nutrients smell like. You know what I mean? I think Jungle yeah, Boys well, is a fallacy. They grow some complete meds. I mean, hey, good for them. They know they definitely got some knowledge. They know how to, you know, cultivate a lot of plants in one room and not avoid total crop failure. but Man, I've smoked some of their herb a few years ago. Uh, complete mids, pretty much no flavor, um, watered down. And they're just ignorant, too. They block anyone that goes against them. I said something controversial on one of their posts. They blocked me. You know, it's like, fuck those. There's clowns, to me, at least, in my opinion. Did the weed look good? The weed looked okay, but the the literal it was a bag of I think it was glue keys, so uh, gorilla glue and cookies, and it was yeah. like the biggest nug in the bag was probably like point three or point four of a uh, like you know half a gram, a little less than half a gram, and it had pretty much no terp profile. It was handled the shit, you know. You can always tell when like herb has been so handled that the the trichomes are just so compressed into the bud. It's like how many different hands did this pass through? And it was just something I didn't even want to like smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, also- I had some, uh, some buddy at, uh, what the, that hydro expo that was in Portland, like two, three years ago, I think it was like this tiger trees guy, maybe somebody, but oh. he had this weed. I think, it, I think it was gelato. If I look back, but dude, like he handed me this nut and it was a, Looking at it, it was the best nug I or the best weed I'd ever like been in possession of when I put it in my hand. Mm-hmm. And like, I was with like Billy Braveheart and my buddy Jer, and I think like Ray, you know, like Ray from uh, Homegrown Natural Wonders, Ray. Mm-hmm. And like, well, I got all excited. I'm like, dude, we got to go outside and burn this thing, you know, because like I was excited as fuck. And we go out, you know, we packed up a pipe or I think it was two pipes, and we passed it around. And nobody said anything. And it's like. I was like, so what do you guys think? And like, dude, like it was, it's just like that. It was like such a letdown. Like it was like it had absolutely yeah, no yeah, flavor. Yeah. Inhaling smoke coming off of a fucking campfire. It had no dude, flavor. Yeah. And it was like, I'm um, <laughs> to like finally get the golden ticket in my hand. And then like, oh, wah, wah, wah. Yep. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that after that because tiger trees and I, I don't give a shit. I'm no hold. I don't hold back on this show. But Tiger Trees an, is another person I'll be vocal. I am not a fan of at all. They are, they Ooh. are a breeder. They call themselves a breeder or whoever runs it. And the dude literally picks out. He selects one male and then he throws all all of these elite females into that male. Doesn't test them out and then sells them as like a huge list of seeds. And, you know, it's like, that is, it's true. Um, But, you know, like, for a while it was bothering me because, like, people were really buying it, you know? People were like, oh, that sounds fire. It's like, you guys not even, like, realize what he's doing? He's just, he's just throwing all this shit into his mail that he likes and then 
selling it for 120 bucks a pack. It's like fucking hey. Hey, dude, here's some good shit we can talk about. Are we on like a time crunch or anything? Hell no, dude. No, definitely not. Yeah, let it rip, bro. Whatever you want, pig farmer. Like, we got you, bro. I've always been a clone grower because of the sheer fact of, like, I've I've seen what seed used to be. And, like, seed is a a freaking crapshoot at best today. You know, like, yeah, there's good gems Mm -hmm. to find. But, like, somebody running a medical garden or, you know, even a big medical garden, like, you can go on a phenol hunt, like, good luck finding something. I've spent thousands of dollars one winter going through seeds, and, like, nothing would be, like, nothing. Yeah. Going, like, not just one breeder, like, five breeders. I ain't going to name names, you know, but it's, like, right, I kept right. nothing, you know? So there's good shit, you know, like, there's good shit that comes out of that stuff, you know, but, like, you got to, it's like pulling a needle out of a haystack, and I ain't got time for that shit. Exactly. But, uh. So back, like, when I used to buy seeds, like, you know, I started buying seeds in, like, 97 because I Mm -hmm. knew I was going to start when I got, like, my own pad and shit. And so I collected, like, probably six packs of seeds. And, like, back then, dude, that was a shitload of seeds to me, you know. And then I read about growing and I got on the web forums and, like, I met, like, or, like, you know, like, people, like, Chem Dog and fucking Sub Cool at the time, you know, and like Tom, like Duke Diamond Diesel, and uh, you know, there's some good people, dude, and like no one like talked shit on each other, and everybody was cool with each other and shit because everyone had their ass to watch, you know, like you don't go fucking pissing people off when you got your ass to watch. So that's what's wrong mm-hmm. with the game today, like yeah. you don't have their ass to watch more. But but going back to the seed thing, so like, dude, these seeds that like were coming into me like from probably like '97 to like. I think it was about 2000 where there was this guy like Gypsy Nirvana that we were all getting our seeds through. And like, there was this old grower called Bushy Old Grower and like Grateful Three had seeds and shit. And like, this guy was like, you know, supposedly selling all of his seeds for those years and he was doing good. But then he got greedy, I think, or something. And something happened and like, he got all the Bushy Old Grower stuff and rebred it all and made like F2s and like started selling it out. And, dude, like, ever since, like, that day hit, like, seed, the seed game fucking changed, dude. Like, I used to grow seeds and not even know what I was doing, and i get everything with a keeper. You know, like, the, yeah. AK, the serious seeds, 1887, from 1997, like, if I still had those phenos, like, today, and they, like, didn't, you know, get old or anything, those things were special, like, super special. And, you know, they were all so alike, and I don't know, I, I remember growing a, a Grateful Three had, like, uh case stones pack and dude like that thing was like at the time like three ways you know it was like billy goats orient express and like train wreck and sour diesel put together and dude there was like two feet you know like three four phenos but all them phenos was just like oh my god yeah. and i lost all them clones like in a, a power outage in iowa we lost power like in the middle of winter for like 18 days dude, and i lost all them old cuts then Ah, oh, fuck. Dude, when the power yeah. like come back on, listen to this shit. When the power come back on, I was growing in an old basement, and like when the power come back on, and like the pipe busted in the basement because it was like starting to thaw back on, and fucking I go down, and you know at the time I had a 400 watt metal halide ballast sitting under a foot of standing water with the fucking light oh. still on, dude. Damn. Oh. Yeah. That's cool to know yeah, it like, still worked, man. But, you know, like that fucking ballast was still lighting that light bulb when it was 100% submerged under water and it blew my mind. So, That's uh, fucking crazy. 
Yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing like what, uh, like that story. But <laughs> me and my roommates tried to grow grow a crop back in uh, our junior senior year of uh, college, and uh, we literally, I remember, we had to. Our landlord was trying to sell the house, so we had to do these like spur of the like spur of the moment like house tours and house showings and get the house ready. And we had like fucking 15 plants finishing up in the basement. And we had to like literally, it was so stressful. We had to rent a U-Haul, move everything out to the U-Haul for like a day or two, and then move it back in. Like pretty much tear down the whole operation. What's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, your whole grow. Yeah. Whole grow. And they they survived. They did okay. They could they managed the darkness in the in the U all for a day fine and it turned out fine but uh, that shit was stressful. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. So like in 2001, back in oh it's no more like probably it's more like 2005. I got caught in Iowa with two fucking clones in my car and like I knew I was probably going you know like they were gonna find out where I lived and search my shit. So like I called my old man. And like I'm, I'm getting pulled over. Like go home. Like he never had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, go upstairs mm-hmm. in the fucking farmhouse. Like get rid of the shit. So you know, like he took them plants down and hauled <laughs> them, dumped them, dumped them in the million gallons of pit pig shit, and uh, saved my ass that time. But they never ended up coming. But like, dude, I got PTSD from that time. And then like one other time, yeah. like dude, like. It was the same thing, you know. I was like growing this UK cheese cut, and you could smell it, even over the pig shit. You could smell it clear out by like our mailbox. Oh yeah, UK cheese. There's a fucking sheriff car parked in my driveway, and I lived down in the middle of nowhere. You know, like you could see for miles because it was like all cornfields, you know, and there was no crop in the fields. But so I like ducked down and just like let him knock and he left. And when he left, dude, like I literally tore down, I think it was only like a three light grow at that point, but I tore down everything and had it in my truck and like went heading out of my farm. And as I turned the corner, dude, that motherfucker's coming back right at me, dude. And like, I think yeah. he's going to pull me over. And like, he doesn't pull me over, but man, I just like gassed it. And like, it was the year of the flood in Iowa. I think it was like 2000 or whatever but i fucking drove to this bridge with this raging rotter and just chucked like bongs plants everything out of the back of this truck and trailer right into this raging river and never got busted dude but that was when i got the fuck out of Iowa. yeah Uh, (laughs) some slick maneuvers there very slick yeah, dude, I man, I caught felony possession charges my senior year of college in Idaho. And it fucking sucked, dude. Like it kept me it kept me out there for two more years after I graduated. I had to plead guilty, but I had to wait until I got my last semester of funding. And the judge let me finish school, still had to sit 30 days, and I was on probation for like two years after that. So I didn't get to Oregon till like 2010. Cause like right around 08, my cousin started growing medical. And it was just like, I thought you had to have cancer or some shit or AIDS or something to get your medical card. And he was like, nah, I got it. He's like, I'm growing for myself and other patients. And that's what uh, inspired me to get out there and get it cracking. But that's that's my shitty story about running in with cops. Like, I've, 
it was like uh it's crazy because it was 14 zips right like it was a couple zips short of a pack and when it what showed year up it? on the uh 2008 it was like yeah. february 2008 and uh-huh. uh the yeah. the re- the report that came back from their lab it was like they said it was only thirteen point six and I was like that's eh, a pretty big sample you guys like you guys probably <laughs> a couple nugs and it just I don't know man that was the bummer for me and after like I got to Portland like there was a bunch of jobs that I crushed interviews on and guys wanted to hire me but corporate wouldn't because I had that charge on my record so. I just kind of had to, I had to, I had to go full bore with the nugs anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, I can get my card and I can grow for myself. And then I figured out that my uncle had moved from Cali to Seattle. I worked for him and learned a lot about indoor, but after working for him, I just decided I wanted to grow outside. You know what I mean? It, uh, just for the cost at least, but I always appreciate craft indoor cannabis you know what i mean right on yeah yeah it's crazy to think that like dude there's still people sitting in jail like for life sentences and shit for weed right hell yeah Yeah. bro hell yeah it it is man like straight up wrong i don't know it's just i can't believe it's like it's it's still a gray area, you know, especially and there's gonna be for fuck what, two, three more years probably, honestly. And like I don't even know if they'll yeah. even go away. Well that's that's my thing, bro, is I like they changed the medical laws in A Z to where lab testing is required to be on the shelf at a dispensary, which is cool. And your card is good yep. for two years, which is cool. But they didn't okay home cultivation. Like to cultivate for yourself, you have to live 25 miles from a dispensary or find a patient. Which is so whack. Yeah, or find a patient that lives that far away and grow for them, which is hard to do. And so if if it does go wreck in this state or nationwide, you know, if it's wreck federally, I just want people to be able to grow their own. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. If weed is legal federally, you can't grow your own weed. That is some fucked up shit to think about. I, I agree. Because I forcing <laughs> people. Yeah, I, mean, I guess like in Cali, they tell you you can't grow your own tomatoes and shit. Don't they try to tell you that shit now or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But like when I crossed the border into Cali from Oregon, when I moved down here, like it was a fucking huge checkpoint and there was cops everywhere and I was fucking scared because I had fucking packs, bro. You know what I mean? All of Dude, I was freaking through there. Dude, I was fucking scared, bro. Like I had everything triple sealed and stashed deep, but I was like, fuck, there's no going around this. You know what I mean, and when I rolled I wonder how many millions of pounds of weed to put through that checkpoint, dude. Probably a <laughs> lot, because uh, I rolled down the window and I didn't smoke anything the whole trip. And the lady was just like, "Do you have any produce with you?" And I was like, "Um, no." She's like, "Okay, yeah. you're through." You know, and yeah. I'm like, oh, "Oh my god, thank you." Yeah, as long as you don't have any apples, they won't shake you down. No doubt. Yeah, that's the like. That's what they were looking for. You know, like. 
Are you bringing any outside genetics into our ecosystem? Because if that's illegal, we'll have to search your car, sir. <laughs> Shit. So, uh, can I ask a story like uh, about? It was like the '98, the the purple, the '98 purple or something that was on the shelf at Natural Wonders for a while. Oh, the '89 oh. hash plant. 89 hash plant that's or 88 hash plant 88 g13 hash plant yeah can you talk about that bro like where did you get that cut and how did that like that to me like when i when i tell people like that's what perp smells like like that's what purple smells like is that weed right there like if you otherwise yeah. they they you know they turn the ac down and just turned it that way otherwise that's that's fucking it right there yeah, dude, yeah, like, I don't know, dude, yeah, it's uh, kind of got from uh, Duke Diamond, like, he lived out in Oregon for probably, like, six to nine months, and when he, uh, I gave him, at the time, I was running, like, a Goji OG plant, and, like, I gave it to uh, him, and, like, he got ready to move back to Colorado, or he went to Colorado from here, and uh, he brought me, like, these three Goji plants back, because he, like, was going to have to kill them, he's like, hey, do you want these, and I'm like, yeah. And uh, so I take them and like shit. I wasn't like paying that close attention to them until like it was like day thirty. And goji is usually like lime green the whole time you grow it. And like this purple is turning purple. And I'm like, what in the frick is going on here? You know? So like my first thought was like, you know, definitely like clone tags got mixed up. So I like called my buddy Dude Diamond and uh, I was like, dude, what the hell do you got going here? Like I started explaining to him. He's like, oh no. I'm like, well, what? And like, he tells me what it is. You know, it's this 88 G13 hash plant. And, and I, you know, like, then he's like, hey, I'll call you back. I think he told me. And he's like, okay. You know, so like, he called me back and, and, uh, he, uh, just like cleared it with the guy for me to have it. You know, so I, like, it was a protected yeah, cut. I was about to say, like, you're not supposed to. He made sure that I could have it. So he called me back. He's like, yeah, just don't give it away. You know, but at the time, I had already had veg plants of it, which I had given away to people like, like freaking, of go, and I thought was Goji OG to like Hound Dog and like Billy Braveheart and like Pat. And, you know, people I think those are the only three people that got it. And then, you know, like, so I had to call and like tell these guys to cut these plants down. They couldn't have them anymore, of course. You know, and I think that I don't think anybody's got it anymore, honestly. Like, dude, I don't have it anymore. I know Pat don't have it anymore, and I know Billy, and I don't think Hound Dog has it anymore, but I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't keep up with it. Dude, like, for me, so it was I, great and everything, but it, it, it started herming and seeding whole crop, you know, like, I'd always run, like, just a plant or two here or there because it it just yielded so little, you know, and, like, frick, you know, you're selling, like, a plant that you're getting half as much, you know, for the same amount of money. It kind of makes it not really even, yeah. like, you know, those were the like, wasn't even, like, worth doing. You know, so, like, it was started, like, seeding crops, you know, like, the lowers would, like, pop off pollen sacks and seed shit, so I didn't didn't want to keep it around for that sure reason. You know, and some people loved it. It was the most aesthetically pleasing cannabis I've seen, you know, but uh, it was unstable, and I didn't keep it around for that reason. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of uh, Purple Mr. Knife. Very yeah, similar Mr. Knife. look. Yeah. I've heard people say yeah. some shit about some U Dub cut. I think from up in like Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've never seen purple too. 
That's what it smells like, man. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, I think Will had a question about your curing process. Can you can you ask that question, Will? We talked oh, about yeah. this last episode. Um, yeah, you, you can, can you can talk about it. Do you can talk about it if you want or not, Joey? But I remember uh, when I visited your grow a few years few years back that you had a pretty like ultra quick or quicker way than most people do to like cure your buds while you know while also also not doing it too rapidly to make them harsh. Uh, yeah, you, you can. Well, do you want you can talk on that for? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I still like dry them. I mean, it looks like. I still hang, you know, I I cut plants oh, totally. and hang them for like 10 to 12 days, you know, to, before they ever get trimmed. But once they get trimmed, you know, like freaking people want, you know, like, dude, the thing is, if you don't want to smoke your weed when you take it down, you're probably not going to want to smoke it when it cures. Because, like, to me, right. if somebody yep. tells you you need fucking to cure, man. it usually means the fucking weed sucks. You know, like, oh, sorry, it needs to cure. Yeah, thanks for the shitty weed, man. Is what it kind of <laughs> yeah. Means, you know? <laughs> totally yeah God and i was right. yeah God i was just right. saying that too because like i remember you gave us like i think you gave us a sample off the line that was like had only been drying for three days and i tried it i'm like this is more cured like this is more ready to go than like 80 percent of the, the shit i've smoked off our shelves like yeah and a lot of that is strain dependent too you know like like that mac one it does need some time to sit and like faster but like scooby yeah, like yeah. dude you can light it on fire and it tastes great Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Word. Word. You know, so, but, uh, but uh, you yeah, I always run... just put. I put a. Somebody showed me some trick. You know, I used to just put turkey bags and then you know tie off the top of turkey bags and shit. But then you know, like how I always do it because they don't stay around long. You know, like I put turkey bags in five gallon buckets and seal the top of the bucket, and then you know you got your little turkey bag with the liner. You know, and, yeah. and I just, it's easy to put buckets that way, you know, like I burp them like three times and shit, it's ready to go. Fuck yeah, yeah the, the, the 19 inch turkey bags, man, or the, the buddy bag, the buddy bags on Amazon, bro, you get like a hundred of them for 60 bucks. Those are the shit. And they're like yeah. super tall like that too, man. Like, I, I love those things. So, uh. What other kind of short stories do you want to share with us, Joey? Oh, I guess we never even went over the seed thing, though. You know, I guess we did go completely over the seed thing. So, yeah, man, it seems like, you know, like... Yeah, dude, I've let it rip, bro. Keep going, man. I've a lot of seed since those days, and I've never found a plant that I personally have grown from seed and wanted to keep and grow more of. Uh, and, like, to me, that's a disappointment, really, for me, you know, like... And I think it should be for everybody. Like, you know, like they say, they say like 2% of apple seeds are palatable by, you know, like to grow for palatable for the human, you know, the cannabis is probably the same way, you know, but, you know, I don't know. But so uh, where I was going, I don't know where I was going with that, smoking that white taco cooking, got all fucking lost, but, Yeah, we're talking talking about seeds, talking about seeds, and uh, how you're more of a clone grower. Oh yeah, that's not what I was at. Oh fuck, I forgot, dude. But yeah, anyway, just come to me in a second. Okay, so uh, 
Uh, I was just asking you if you want to share any more stories, bro. You can talk about whatever you want, Pig Farmer. Shit, dude, where was I going with that? Dang it! You were like elaborating. You're elaborating on the seed. Oh yeah, so like you don't like these feet. You know, this this these new phenos. I don't think that a lot of them get passed around or like ever really like even keepers to begin with. You know, I think they are because of like the so you know like there's nothing better. You know, and it used to be so much good stuff come from seed, you know. Like, I didn't even know how to grow. I didn't even know how to clone until I ran out of those first original good seeds that I had. And then I started getting that seed after, like, 2002, you know, and the seed was just bunk. You know, I went from growing, like, 12-ounce plants, you know, in, like, 10-gallon pots to, like, getting, like, two, three ounces of just, like, crap, dude. And, like, it was sick. Boggs genetics and shit that used to be fire, you know, that was then all crappy. And I think too, you know, what a lot of it is, you know, like back then we were getting seed that was, you know, pretty much land, not land race to land race, or maybe it was, you know, was the shit hadn't been all bred out, you know, like think of like dogs, you know, like how many times do you breed dogs before you start getting mutts, you know? Yeah. Like I think we're getting a whole <laughs> bunch of mutts. Like the, the gene pool has been just so scattered you know i agree but but sometimes bro like as far as humans go the the mutt females look beautiful well, yeah i will say i i absolutely have to agree on this on, on a slightly sad note i have like an older dog who's a uh, yellow lab and she's around just shy of 10 years old, nine and a half years old. And her back legs are shot. Like she can barely pull herself up on them. She can barely, she can walk on them a bit, but um, the the quality of life is definitely declining there. And, you know, I'm kind of confused because the the last dog I'd owned, at least like the last I'd heard, you know, dogs should live till at least, you know, 12, 13, 14 and slowly these like purebred or these more like single bred um varieties are you know they have way less uh way lower life expectancies and the was telling me the other day you know she, i've watched labs go from 14 years old uh you know around 14 years old when they passed to now it's around 9 or 10 because they're so overbred and yeah. Yeah, I had a black lab that made it like 11, 11 and a half years. I put him down like two summers mm-hmm. ago. Same thing, yeah. my front legs went out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I remember awesome. that. Was that the, that's, that was the dog that's been like through there, through every harvest with you, right? Well, yeah, for like, yeah. A lot of them. Not every harvest, but a lot of them, dude. I got a lot mm-hmm. of, I got pictures way back when he was a pup. Way yeah. back. Like old, like old school bong. I got a picture of him, like at the old kitchen table, like with an old school bong, like and one of those. It almost looked like a room shade. Word. Okay, so I, I got a, uh, I got a related question to seeds and genetics. Um, uh, when I worked at Natural Wonders, they we had this blueberry that was on the shelf from Pig Farm and 
it was more of like a sativa dominant phenotype dude and it didn't test high but the terps were like bam like in your face you know what i mean and people yeah, would come in what what well, like what perplexed people who were who were purchasing is that it was listed as like an indica on leafly at the time and so it was like and it wasn't such a blueberry profile it was different bro and so it was just like damn man like I vaguely remember you, that. Story. Yeah, you, you couldn't you couldn't deny the fire. You know what I mean? And and so it it just people were like, oh, it's only like fourteen, fifteen percent. I'm like, dude, this shit's bomb. If you got to go to work, smoke a joint of this shit, you'll be fucking great. You know what I mean? And a lot of those that was that shit had a good buzz to it. Yeah, dude. Like, can, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, was that like was it? Um, did you assume it was going to be an indica too? Because it, it was. It was hella oh. daytime and, and upbeat. You know, what I mean? had blueberry light. Like, I mean, that thing. I pretty much like ninety nine percent know that's DJ Stewart's blueberry cut. But you know, when I think of blueberry, I think of some blueberry weed. I used to get back in like the late nineties, early two thousands. It was straight up like blueberries, man. Like it was blueberry, like blueberry muffin. Yeah, yeah. yeah wasn't same. Blueberry. It wasn't. That, it was different, bro. So, like, selling it, I had to be like, "What? This is the, you know, like, I, I have to big up you as a cultivator and just be like, man, uh, this would be more daytime smoke. If you have to, you know, if you have to go to work or something, you know, and it just, I had to get yeah. creative with it, but it was just like, yo, the shit is fucking fire. I, I know you're expecting something else, but this is it. You know what I mean? It's just another one of those, those old cuts that, you know, like, it has its place and everything, but Man, you know, like trying to sell that in a, a legal market, it's just like taking sand at the beach. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah. It's a death sentence. No doubt. You know, no doubt. Like anxiety and just like a good overall good feeling. You know, it's like kind of like sunshine feeling. A good, yeah, a good feeling. Hits your inner spine. Your inner yes. receptors. Yeah, sunshine in the bag, man um do you uh blueberry cut the man it sure wasn't blueberry was it i don't know what the fuck it was but <laughs> yeah it was it was tight bro it was tight like uh um like what sort of like do you keep like a bedroom where you save certain cuts or like do you like how do you library your shit man do you just find something yeah, I... you like and keep running in it like you keep running yeah. what you like or yeah that's what i try to do like if i don't want to smoke this shit like i don't want to like even like try to like expect somebody else to want to smoke it you know really but that i fall short in that category because i don't like very many weeds you know i got like probably 10 12 flavors i got access to and i'll smoke three of them maybe at most three to four Word. okay yeah. so okay. that leads me that leads me to my question so that's it. We got a question from Mitchell in production. Um, what is Pig Farmer's favorite strain to smoke? And what growers, aside from you, do you prefer? Right on. So uh, what was the first part of the question? What is Pig Farmer's favorite strain to smoke? And what yeah. growers, aside from himself, does he prefer? Right now, my favorite strain of smoke is probably white Tahoe cookie. Not my favorite strain to grow, but my favorite strain of smoke. But 
I got a GMO cookie that's at like 48 days, and I think that this thing like it hermed early, dude. So I cut off all the lowers, and it hasn't rehermed. But other than that, like I got high hopes for this thing. But it nice. had some. Uh, I've heard of some other people growing with uh, this thing. Like I think it, the guy that I got it from was a hydro grower. You know, like he grew it on, I think the three part, like GH, and uh, you know I didn't really know what to think of organics the first time. I think, but you know, like after you run it a while, it'll hopefully come out of it. But you know, I I don't think it pollinated anything because you know I got them all off there by like 20 days and they never grew back, and all the white hairs are still like reaching. You know, like no no hairs turned brown or anything. So I think she's Word. good to go. And I got I smoked some resin ranchers GMO cookie, and that's what got me like onto that. And I think they grow with like cutting edge solutions. So that's like I was real surprised yeah. to like like it. That's old school, bro. Like the when my uncle went wreck in Seattle in 2014, I came and helped him trim his first his first crop and it was like three or four different stores came in while we were trimming and looked at what we were doing and they bought it all before we were done. And it was like the first and I was like, "Holy shit, at like 4 a p." And so I was like hella impressed at the the hustle, you know, but one of those guys from one of those stores had a hooded sweatshirt that said cutting edge solutions on it. And I was like, that guy knows what's up, man. You know what I mean? He has something going on at home and that's, that's yeah. dope that you, uh, you know, like. It's some good, like Pat of Heroes, like before he started growing with nectar, he used to grow really good weed on cutting edge. I think he'd put a little of the uh, nectar's bone meal on with it, but he used to grow really good weed of cutting edge. His wife, I think, did it. A few times. I remember the best dog walker I ever smoked, I think, was his wife grew it on cutting edge with bone meal. Damn. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, my uncle in, S- in SEA, he used to run uh, Botanicare. So, like, I, I yeah. would use that liquid. I used that liquid karma shit in my tea that first year I made my soil, and I, I feel like it helped out a lot. That was the only thing I used synthetic, but. Liquid yeah. Karma though, that's yeah. botanical now. They they botanical botanic now because they, yeah, botanical. Yeah, I, they I fucking blow. The, I remember using yeah. like a sweet their sweet line when I worked uh, worked for a bit in the in the rec industry and uh, or at a rec farm and I I never you know I the person I was you know working for I was like yeah I you know. They know they know a lot more than me, but this like just mixing that up and putting just the little minute amount of sweet we used, I was just like, man, this, this doesn't seem legit. This doesn't seem like the stuff here. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, look up most, most of the recipes are available like online if you dig deep enough now, and like you can see like you can make most of that shit that those people offer for like mm-hmm. stupid cheap. You know, so yeah. there's a lot of people, you know, like mixing their own salts now and shit. And I like to see that, you know, even now the salt growers is like, at least they're not giving advanced nutrients or fucking money anymore. You know? Yeah. Definitely. You, Definitely. Can, you can taste advanced too, bro. It's like, even if you guys flush advanced this is the worst. Days, but I can still taste it. And it's still sparking a little bit. Advanced so nutrients, like, cough, cough, Eastwood Gardens. <laughs> like the, the Home Depot here, like man, you can literally go to the grow section and buy like an AB salt fertilizer, you know, like the clear liquid. It's like Home Depot, like fucking Blue May and fucking B, you know. 
It's almost like yeah. growing weed for dummies. Like you have the money, you have the space, you have the lights, but here's your nutrients for dummies, you know, part A, part B. It's like, yeah. dude, when I first started so have- growing, I used to have to drive, like I'd do a rental car because I'd have to drive to like a different state away to get shit. And like the cops would like stake out grow shops, dude, for the license plate. So I always like get somebody to get a rental car and then I would drive the fucker, you know? <laughs> so it was crazy. crazy. Like even like, like trying to go to a hydro store was a task in its own, like in a fear event. No yes, doubt. like yeah. th- things that we that we think about in like growers today think you know don't think twice about was like a big you know mission back in the day it's like fucking a yeah. like yeah for, for me to oregon it was like 2007 or 8 maybe and like i was in a grow store like just scared shitless and like the dude's like <laughs> like dude you don't have to be like night out here dude and like I lived in Oregon for probably two to three years before, like, I kind of chilled out, but I still kind of got that Midwest watch your ass mentality when it comes to, like, you know, just Same, bro. looking out motherfuckers, dude. They're after you. <laughs> they are, bro. Like, they I, definitely are. It, it took me, like, it was a two or three, two or three years after I moved to Oregon, too. I, di- I didn't have my first encounter with police when I was high and had weed, and they could see it, yep. you know, and I showed my card and they were like, are you over your limit? I'm like, this is what I got right here. I showed them like quarter ounce of weed and they were like, all right. Good. Yeah. Well, for years, yeah. like the medical cards, I was going to get away free card. Like I've been pulled over three times, like within 10 seconds of smoking weed and like all they've ever asked is to see my med card. And that's like the end of it. Never even, you know, like most of the time, one time I got a, there was like a car in the other lane on a four lane highway and a trooper had a car pulled over and I couldn't like get over because there was traffic there and he pulled me over for not like i guess you're supposed to slow down to like 10 miles an hour below the speed limit so he pulled me over for that and like i was just roasting a bowl and like he didn't give me a ticket or nothing he was like oh have a good day just wanted to let you know oregon cops are pretty cool dude they are dude they are definitely like one year also i think it was 2015 like i didn't have everything I wanted. I think I needed like 10 or 15 more plants. So I hollered at my cousin out there in Eastern Oregon and I went and grabbed a bunch of cuts from him. And some of them were teens, bro. And it was hard to fit them in my fucking car. And it would just like plants filling up the whole car. You know what I mean? And I got pulled over on 84. I was almost to Troutdale, bro. It's like the, the cop was posted on one of those exits before Troutdale. And he yanked me, and bro, I was driving butter, speed limit, all that shit, everything. And he yanked me, and I'm like sweating, like fuck. And I had more than than I had cards for. I had more than I had cards for, but like he looked, and he was like, "I noticed you had a bunch of plants in your car." I was like, "Yeah, I'm a medical grower. Here's my card." I was like, "I got this card and this card too. I'm going for these two patients." And he was just like, "Um." So do you want me to, I was like, you could sir. I was like, bro, it's, it's not worth your time. I'm like, I could sit here and open my doors, but, and he's like, well, you have your paperwork. And he let me like, bro, he let me go. And that shit would never fly in the state I grew up in, in Idaho, bro. Like every time I had that encounter with police, I was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to jail. 
you know what I mean? I'm going to jail. Fuck, I'm going to jail in Oregon. New charges. Fuck. And it's like, nope. You got this card. You're okay. Later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got a question from uh, um, YouTube here. Uh, says, any thoughts on a pig farmer working in the rec industry or med for life? Or med for life, he said. His mic cut out for a second. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, mean, I would love to be able to get, you know, like into, I would like to do a micro tier rec row, but, you know, like the licenses and shit are all on hold. So until then, I'm kind of uh, stuck, you know, honestly. And like, I, uh, you know, like I live on a private easement, so I can only grow for two medical cards. So, you know, I only grow like 12 plants here anymore, you know, like, you yeah, know, and then I got another, I got a neighbor a few miles away. It's got a shop that, you know, like I help him run 12 plants with and we nice. take care of freaking four patients, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, like, I don't know until they get this all sorted out, I guess I'm not doing anything in Oregon, but you know, that's kind of one of the things too. Like, I don't know, you know, I'm not opposed to, I love Oregon and everything, but man, you know, like there's a lot of shit popping off in other States right now. And yes, you know, yes, I don't definitely get involved with some other people, you know, like I have a hard time trusting people, dude. And like trying to be involved in some shit, like on that level with people that you don't even truly know. It's like, that's a whole stress Fuck in yeah. its own. Yeah. I, I applied for a couple of farm jobs in Oregon this summer just cause I wanted to be closer to my kids mm -hmm. and it just, uh, everything was super sketchy. Some of the shit was hemp and it was just like, yo, I need, if I'm gonna move back to Oregon, I need a lot more info than what you're giving me, giving me. And it just doesn't really sound too solid yeah. right now. So, and there's definitely you know. like beneficial, you know, relationships for investors and that, but like at the end of the the end of the day it's it's technically and i'm sure some people will disagree with me but it's technically you know uh people are profiting off your expertise you know um, right you know if you have a good That's if you have a good people, business model you know what you're doing and yeah yeah do like more of a consulting gig that's kind of what i've i got lined up for the summer i got a couple of consulting gigs like one out in maine and one uh that's like awesome. missouri area so that's kind of check cool. that out just kind of start feeling the way you know and that's the thing it's like with weed you know i mean like i've never forced any of this shit i've always did it slow you know i'm like i'm be nice to see like where the market is in another two years before you like totally dive into some shit you know like just gonna stress you out you know i dove in like I... two years ago or three years ago and come up empty you know so that was some stressful shit you know? yeah that's dude funny. I, uh, so I ain't looking to do it again anytime soon unless it's on a real small scale, you know? I agree. I tried my ass off to get an investor for a rec license, and I couldn't do it. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, fuck. I would be stressed out with a whole bunch of weed with no place to sell it. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of a blessing in the sky. Yeah, yeah. That's what I tell myself, you know? Yeah, it'll all sort itself out the way it's supposed to be. I like to think, but you know, fuck, hard telling what's going to happen with when this shit goes legal and everything. It's hard telling, you know. It's either going to be really awesome or really shitty. <laughs> well, I just way, think though. that it's, well, because like people can brew their own beer at home, and and like getting a license from the state to sell it isn't really that expensive as long as you 
like they just do an inspe- an inspection it's just like weed i'm pretty sure so i'm hoping that people like you as a small grower who are doing some bomb shit and not on a large scale can just fill out the paperwork and be able to something right. yeah, yeah. And, and then send it send it to wherever cuz it it's it's going to be large and accepted as great work wherever the market is the highest you know what i mean people are looking for that it's like nah we'll pay extra we just need some bomb and i think that if you can right. ship it out of state with no with no sweat then fuck you'll be fucking making money bro right they need to like you know they're just they put the stranglehold on it all man and they try to control it all you know and like that's tough you know like trying yeah. to be under somebody's control you know, basically owned by them packer heads. I agree. Yeah. I don't like being controlled either, dude. Like, it, it bothers me in any sort of relationship, personal or business. It's like, man, I don't like the way this Yeah, and then feels, being controlled, man. it's like, well, wait, who's the expert here? I am, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's me. Yeah, I don't know. It's, they got a lot of, there's a lot of changes that need to happen, but shit, you know, I don't know, you know? How? What the hell? I hope for the best, but man, I think that yeah, if uh, if it goes federal, I think Cali and Oregon will always have you know like that demand because where people always gotten it from you know they want to go to where it's known you know people go to Cali and Oregon for wine and they're gonna come for weed too you know. Yeah, I agree. I really wish Oregon had uh, not had kept it at. Um... You know, people who were uh, residents of the state only. I think they really yeah. opened the floodgates and fucked it up when they let out of state have a shot in it. Yeah, that changed a lot of shit. Yeah, that was my whole angle for getting a license or an investor, too, dude. It's like, nah, I've been here for the past fucking six or seven years. Like, fucking put the money down right here on my name, fill out the app. And yeah. I couldn't get it. And now I'm just like, well, I'll be okay, you know. Like, I'm glad I don't owe a guy that much money for some shit I can't fucking sell. You know what I mean? Right. Well, dude, I mean, like, I think I think everybody's gonna be fine. You know, though, it was tough there, but a lot of people like dropped out of the game already. And like, dude, one thing Oregon yeah. needs to do too with the overproduction of weed is like put a freaking expiration date on these flowers, like. Do people really want yep. to be smoking flowers that are six months to a year old? I mean, yeah. What? I mean, if that's yeah, not work. enough, in like two, three months, it, it, I mean, it, a banana don't last forever. Exactly. exactly. And, and Oregon is is shitty about that too because I remember, you know, when working for Natural Wonders, we actually called about a product that was on our shelf and you know we hadn't been able to sell a lot of it so it met that you know year lapse of like okay it's been a year since the date it was tested which is when you're supposed to either pull it off or find out what to do next and we literally called the old lcc and they're like oh you're good keep selling it yeah there's no technical rule on that you can sell it whenever till whenever and it's like really jesus (laughs) damn yeah it's strange and that's those three hundred dollar pounds you hear about selling and shit, you know? Frick yeah, you'll take three hundred yeah, bucks yeah. for a pound of gold. And it was shitty to yep. begin with. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, dude, just the math. I sometimes if someone 
sometimes I drive Lyft, right? Amazon is my main gig down here, but sometimes I'll drive Lyft to fill in. And every now and then somebody's a stoner or they're interested in the industry. And I'll tell them we got the podcast and I tell them the numbers. I'm like, yo, 350,000 packs will move through Oregon stores in a year. I'm like in 2017, 1.2 million packs came down in 2018, 1.2 million packs came down. So it's like, there's a huge surplus and that shit isn't going to last. I'm like, is, like, is everybody just going to turn it into carts or what the fuck, you know? Cause it just, uh, it's, it's, it's a bummer, dude. You know, like it, it uh, I want it to go federal. So all those farms can just be like, Nope. It's, it's headed out, you know, fuck you guys. It costs this, you know? Like I got an acquaintance that runs micro tier grow, and he, uh, you know, like he doesn't have a name. He's got some decent strains, but he grows like salt wheat. He grows like these this kind salts, you know, that come like in a bucket and mixes it with water. And the weed turns out pretty shitty, you know, like what I think, but like it looks. <laughs> he literally sells like ten packs for nine grand to a wholesaler, and that's the only way he can sell his stuff. And he's the only one, you know, like he does everything himself, like every part of it. He's only got. 20 flowering lights he's got two with 10 light rooms and he paid his taxes and everything last year and did it all legally on those 20 lights and he cleared like 120 grand and that's just like 20 lights and he yeah and he said he you know he treats it like he also trains dogs so he treats it like a part-time job so like dude it gives me faith you know like hell if i had a 20 lighter i can go i could go sell packs for two grand and keep it super limited and everybody's cool and happy yeah bro definitely definitely that's that's really a good story bro like which is why i like oregon too too, man i mean oregon's been shitty in in other aspects of the industry but also like i don't feel like a lot of states would uh there's a few micro tiers i know of in oregon that are thriving they're doing great you know they they got their two small rooms and they are sold out as like two weeks before the harvest comes down um yeah. and yeah i think that you know, know that part about Oregon is really great yeah all you gotta do to know like what's going on there is like are the employees happy yes then they're fucking doing great you know like shit's good but if the employees are pissed yeah. you know like you know it's just the whole thing's yep. fucked exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm smoking okay. white Tahoe cookie man i knew like a new go-to for the flaves right now. Yeah. <laughs> <Archive. laughs> man, it makes me like forget what I'm talking about sometimes, dude. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. Stuff. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna since we're we're towards the second half, uh towards the, the, the twilight, I guess. We we're at nine thirty right now. If you wanna go for two hours, please do, bro. You know what I mean? Like we we're digging everything so far but uh my cookie cutter question i have um what are some of your goals in the industry like is that uh like the micro tier license possibly since your your homie did so well in a year's time probably just start consulting for some people like you know that want help and like they want to learn how to you know like my expertise comes with nectar you know fuck i don't i've grown weed many different ways but i've never like had what I consider success and without nectar, 
you know, so like, I'm not going to go like try to teach people how to grow weed with some other shit because I don't know myself, you know, like yeah. that well. And like, if I don't like the weed, you know, like I don't really want to be like trying to learn more about it, you know, so I don't know. There's some, and then like with nectar, you know, like there's so much stuff you can do with inside of nectar that like, you know, the, the chain, you can just try numerous things, you know, just like every product kind of like has its own little thing. And once you know when to put that product on and like how hard to put the gas pedal to the floor with it, you know, like then it's kind of all, you know, like watching if you're growing the same strains over and over, you can get really good at it, like watching like how your plants to react to, to what's going on, what you're putting in there where, you know, it's just, I like the full control like that. And, you know, that shit, if you, if you give two weeks plain water at the end, you know, like what people consider a flush time, your weed is so freaking hungry by the end of it, it's basically dying. So like, you know, like it's clean, you know, like you, you stop, you stop with the medusas, like you'll see it in the, the nitrogen, you know, that's the main nitrogen. You pull the medusas and the athenas out, you can like drop colors in the plants and like within a week, it'll just boom, it'll come on. And it happens like clockwork. Once you and once you know what like does that, it's like oh yeah, you know. So I kind of like that's why I like it so much. Is that, like you can just tailor, tailor it. You know, it's so diverse. No doubt. And the and the Medusa and what was the other one you were talking about? Uh, the Athena's Aminus is actually a pig, fermented pig skin. So that's always my favorite product. You know, and it Word, uh, really keeps yeah. it. It's you know proteins and amino acids and shit. It keeps the plants really green. No so doubt, you pull that man. shit. Medusa has got a lot of nitrogen. Not a lot of nitrogen, but it's their nitrogen source too. And yeah, those plants like will drop color. Like if you do it for two weeks, like you you basically killed your plant for a week. You know I do like to do a, a week in plain water at the end, just because I smoke my weed in a pipe and. I want it to burn clean. I feel like, you know, I've tried it. Yeah, you get bigger weights feeding that shit till the day of crop in it, but when you light it on fire and it burns like a, you know, you still get flavor off of it, but it never, like, gets to the core of the of the piece of flour you're burning where it, like, you know, almost burns inside out. It's like, you can't yeah. get that. So I don't know. It's so full of calcium at that point. No doubt. Fucking A, man. Calcium toxicity. No doubt, man. I I dig what you're saying right now, bro. It's really it's it's game, man, for real. Um so I used to grow flowers to uh like move them to go buy the shit that I wanted to smoke. And I wish I could still do that, man. I don't know if I would still be growing flour because I'm still growing flour because I like to smoke it. And yeah. you know, I don't want to go to the dispensary and pay forty bucks an eighth or whatever it is, you know, for some shit I don't even want to smoke, you know. So I'm growing weed out of pure necessity. I need for reasons. <laughs> so yeah. I'm still you know, planning on growing medical weed for myself until I'm freaking dead. Oh. Me too, dude. Like I, I, I'm gonna post an ad on Craigslist down here to find that patient who lives 25 miles from a dispensary and just say, "Hey, dude, make yeah. me your caregiver. I'll, I'll plug you in. I got game. Even if I just run some LEDs, cause it's hella hot and dry down here and bugs 
don't really die through the winter, so I'm kind of worried about a few things, but I feel like I can, I could do okay, man, you know? Hey, dudes, uh, I just need to give my uh, two boys, like, hug and kiss goodnight, and, like, I can pop back on here, but I need, like, a five-minute break, unless you guys uh, want to hang it up. Um, I guess, well, shit, dude. What do you think, Will? Do you think we can freestyle for five minutes? Uh, yeah, or we can just we can just we can just end it to either one, you know. If, if it's Joey's gotta gotta go, we can, you know, we're we're already past just, our normal normal time. My boys are going to bed. It's like about ten o'clock here, so they're getting ready for bed. It only take me a couple minutes if you guys want to keep going, but it's okay if you want to go too. It doesn't matter to me, man. Uh, I still want to ask you a few more questions. Me and Will can freestyle. Can you, can, you, well, can, you, can you stay on the line and just set your phone down? Yeah, I'll be right back in like two minutes. Okay, cool. All right, Will. So, so far, I, I just got a couple more. Um, I want to ask him about, you know, the concepts he wants to promote. And I also want to plug his social media. And then if he oh, wants good. to go to if he wants to go till ten, bro, I'm like shit. Like everything you're yeah. saying, I'm like yeah, dude. Like everything about the nutrients and all that, dude. Definitely. Yeah, I wish I would have grabbed one more beer at the store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pride. Drink one too many, you can have one of mine. <laughs> yeah, man, I wish, Will. What's the word on the store? We are. are you going back to work sometime soon? Yeah, I should be heading back in. Uh, and I keep saying I, I haven't. One more week. I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I've been saying a week for the past two months. But uh, Jackson called me. Uh, what was it? Friday night. Back. All uh, right. All and right. he. Yeah, what's up? What up, Jackson? Yeah, he called me Friday night <laughs> and let me know that we're the, the the final home stretch and that we should be slanging Nug in the next week or two. You know, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that, but so yeah, you know, I'm just waiting on the official word and, and I'm I'm there. Okay, we got we got one question from uh, YouTube Pig Farm. What is one good growth? Well, is he is he back on or is he yeah he's back on you're back right joey yeah i'm back here yeah so we got a question from youtube what is one good grow tip from pig farm on uh on what what aspect of growing well, <laughs> oh that's I mean, michael what, what, that's yeah you don't need to be asking questions on here he knows all the good tricks he's a good grower so I mean, but what what do you think? Like, where do you feel most new guys fuck up at? Like, what's what's the most important thing for newbies to, to understand? You know, the final process, like just finishing the weed right and like you know drying it right, you know drying it the right humidity. And a lot of it is just having like you know a lot of people set up a grow and then set up like you know like they need to they realize they need a drying room and they set a drying room up in two days and the odds of that like drying room even being the right environment you know like or you know half of these freaking chads even 
know what percentage to dry the weed at and what you know i mean it's just yeah until you know though you got like if you got big crops and you're drying drying big crops is totally different from drying like small crops when you got a huge amount of humidity dumping off of a bunch of weight you know so like there's learning curves to that shit too i guess definitely no doubt so yeah i was gonna say you go, you go, you know, you take you know, eight, eight, nine weeks to grow it, and then you fuck it up in the last week of curing or whatever. It's... Right. Yeah. Or, you know, just like, yeah. like some people don't, you know, not even thinking that, you know, like, I don't know. The people that even with nectar, they just feed to them. Like, I can tell the minute I hit the bowl. You know, the minute, the first hit I take, oh, that shit never got, I run nectar to the end of that shit. You can tell. All right. So the the YouTube follow up question: What's your temps and humidity in veg? What's your fan situation in your dry room? Break it down in dry, not veg. I was like, who who is this on YouTube? That's very, yeah. very specific. What like yeah. who, who asked, Who's asking uh, that here? Who's taking notes? Yeah, I mean, veg. I like like I like fifty five percent humidity for veg and like eighty degrees. You know, and like in the winter time, I run my lights 24 hours a day. I don't, I have to freaking heat the room for four hours. So I just leave the lights on. And in the summertime, I turn them off for four hours each day to save like heat and electricity that way. And it's like, I don't see any difference. But uh, yeah, I run about 80 and 55 humidity. And then in the drying room, like I don't, you know, like some people that have a bunch of air moving, I don't like that. Like that dries your buds too fast. Like. 10 to 12 days in Oregon is great. And like the only time that we have, you know, like there's once a year, every crop once a year in the winter time, like you'll get this cold snap where the humidity drops to like freaking 30%. And then like everybody's weeds over dried that season. I do it every freaking winter. Sucks. But just little things like that. And like, dude, you know, if you come from a different environment, like Colorado growers, they dry their weeds. You know, like, I, I don't know how to dry weed in Colorado. Sorry. You know, like, I'll fucking hey. help you learn. But I don't know how to dry and weed. And Oregon, too. Know. Yeah, I don't want to dry and, weed in and, Iowa. I don't know how to dry weed in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, I remember I used to I used to trim for my uh, buddy who had to grow down Bend, and that, that dry time versus the valley was drastically different. I mean, shit, he'd have his stuff hanging for a day or two and it's like oh I'm ready to go jeez oh, like hardly any humidity down here so <laughs> and you know like big fat buds you know like i like to hit them hard you know like for like the first 24 to 48 hours you know like hit them with like a 35 40% bedroom just to suck some of that initial like water out of them big ass buds so like they ain't sitting there festering with like you know, because they're pretty wet still those first 48 hours, even if you're setting your room at 40, you know, and then, like, you just got to kind of, like, work it. Work your DUE, your AC, you know. I check them. If I got drying weed, I check on that shit every damn morning. What do you keep the humidity at when you're drying? Is there, like, because a lot of people, I, like- I feel like... In Oregon, I like 55. 55 or, you know, 10 to 12 days, depending on strain, pretty much. You can always hit it in that window. Word. 
And do you feel like a little bit cooler and darkness is better? Because some guys I've seen like will turn on the heat to where it gets like 80, 85 in the room sometimes. Um, I, I like my drawing temp like 65 to 68. Word. 50 to 50 humidity. Word. My, uh, no. my uncle in Seattle. Blowers or anything yeah my uncle in sca like he would hang stuff on a line in one room darkness and then he had just one it wasn't an oscillating fan it was just a big box fan blowing through there just one time and then he would even like he would have like the big ass uh white salmon coolers and he would take the whole plant and put them in the coolers too just to to bring yeah. it back out and then hang it up when we're like his process was deep and I was like God damn man like this is hardcore but yeah. it was it was fire at the end you know what I mean and uh up there was a lot more humid than down there in Oregon it was right there like shoreline area pretty close to the sound so it was always humid all the time so I just it was cool learning stuff like that you know and trying to soak it up because. It, it it saves time, man. You know, and so I, yeah. I try to tell anybody. It's like if 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 a grower asks you for help, fucking show up, man. You'll learn some. You know, for sure. Yeah. Um. So I got a few more cookie cutter questions. I think three more. So we got twelve minutes left. Uh, what sort of concepts or ideas would you like to promote for the future? For cannabis in general, or like yeah, yeah, whatever, or coral reef, whatever, yeah, yeah whatever. What's it take to change a law? You know, like there's some shit that the growers know is wrong. You know, like what's it change to change? What's it take to change this plastic pass packaging shit that like no one agrees with, but has to fucking do? You know, if you want to sell your product legally, you know, put it in some plastic, man. It's fucked up. You know, like that needs changed. You know, like just some of it's overbearing you know too that's just just, like they need to start taking some input from like somebody that actually knows what's going on in the real world or something i don't know you know i'm not political i hate fucking politics i ain't about to like go and stand and like try to fucking get some shit changed unless everybody else is gonna and everyone else don't seem to fucking do anything you know i'm fucking just trying to raise a through i'm not not trying to politically involved really yeah and it it seems like the committees that they put together for changing any sort of rules is kind of limited you know like they only get a few folks in there and i'm sure those folks are fighting you know well well, it's it's like how much they don't really listen to any folks that they like they have all these hearings but it's like we've already made up our mind you know we're not gonna you know we'll just do this to, to please you yeah, to the say wrong that we have in guys in the room. Honestly, there's a, there's an a hidden agenda to it all, you know, like, like, we don't know what it is. I knew that one. I never voted for legal weed. I knew this shitstorm was going to hit the fan. But, you know, it, it's good in a way. It's great in a way, but it's not good in the ways that, like, you know, now it's like, so they're still up in your ass about it. You know, like, I don't know. Definitely. It's a hard game to play when they're they're setting all these things up for you. You got to abide by. 
Yeah, man, the uh, overregulation of the industry is real. Fucking cannabis booby traps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they say, yeah, I people, guess. you know, these weed growers make all this money, dude. Like, you know, sh- not just in anyone in the weed market in like 2019, like fucking making stacking cake. There ain't nobody doing that anymore. No that, those are nope. gone. Nope. Yeah. It's testing and packaging, like you said, it's all, it's, it's made it very hard. And, and once what, or, you know, what's everyone brags about and, and, you know, pushes forth as like a really profitable industry that you can invest in. And then it's just over-regulation with all these, you know, um, little stupid laws that really just ruin it. They don't, you know, it turns a profitable industry into something that, you're constantly worrying about, you know, I got to stay in compliance. I got to do this right. I got to pay my overhead. And now it's like, you know, you went from, hey, I could make a living off cannabis. Like, shit, I, you know, this shit's overregulated. I'm struggling to stay above water, you know, in, in some cases. So, Amen, brother. Yeah, it's pretty brother. crazy, man. I, I had to tell. You know what I mean? I was like, and if not, well, I'll go get real jobs again, you know? Like, shit. Yeah. I can do it. I'm on Yeah. All right. So, I don't want to do it, but I'll do it if I have to. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to open it up for callers. If anybody is listening and wants to call in, the 1 800 number is 1 877 DABS. That's 1 877 3227. Yeah, we got quite a few uh, YouTube watchers now. I think we peaked at our highest amount of viewers ever. So. Yeah. Props dude. to that. And thank you, Pig Farmer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to get you guys like lined up with somebody like uh Chem Dog or uh Pat at Heroes of the Farm or you know, like I, I bet there's all kinds of people I can get lined up to come on here. You guys need some exposure and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Really, I mean at the end of the day too, it. yeah, it's great. We just wanna we just wanna listen to some stories and shoot the shit. So Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> true stoners i love you guys it's great i mean you got mad respect for you mad respect dude um can you can you please plug I'm, your social I'm, media I, I think i can pull some strings though and i bet you'll pat will come on here and shoot some shit for an hour or so you know word, especially you probably yeah oh he's doing the big right now it'd be great to talk to pat because that kid you know he's like always been like the the driving force, you know, like for motivation for so many people, dude. That's like a kid. Yeah. Man, he's he's yeah. always got projects he's working on too. He's always got something. It's like, oh, you think I I got this? And it's like, oh, I got three more things I'm working on. It's like Yeah. <laughs> the hemp shit in his field in his feed, the hemp stuff yeah. does look dope. Yeah. Dude, I want what what my ultimate like stoner goal in life right now is to like do like Hopefully, like, shit goes real well, and we, like, we can have, like, open smoking lounges and shit, but how sweet would it be to, like, have a coffee shop? They call it the reefing, you know, like, the reefing lounge, dude, where you'd have, like, a coffee shop, and you go up in there, and you smoke some really good weed and some uh, really, like, high-end glass, you know, it just feels good in your hand, and sit around and look at freaking saltwater tanks, dude, like, it is. Hell, yeah. That'd be mad 
fucking cool. That's what I want to do. That's what I think is cool these days, you know? Definitely. Absolutely. That would be super yeah, fun, be... fucking getting stoned, stoned as shit, and looking at a, looking at a bunch of fish and and you know exotic exotic <laughs> reef arrangements. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I was wanting to do that. I was gonna start like doing some shit like through some of these dispensaries, like with tanks and shit. But like the OLCC won't even let you have a pet like in there. Not even like a lizard or anything, dude. Like you can't have fish really and weed in the... Yeah, that's so whack. Uh, yeah, like freaking Pink Floyd saying about it all the time, you know, fucking full control, dude. It's like a monster beast. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you please plug your social media? Uh, what is it these days, dude? I got deleted. I get deleted. I'm not really on Facebook anymore. I just kind of like, I have an active account so I can do like some reefing like groups and Buy and sell and trade some coral, like and see some local ads and shit. But uh, the, the Instagram, I think, is like the underscore reefing pig, maybe. I mean, yeah, uh, we'll see it. Yeah. yeah, dude, I I dig a lot of your posts, man. It's it's real uh, informative and comedic and entertaining. You know what I mean? It's like entertainment for me. Like honestly, like I get up and drink my coffee, make a couple freaking posts in the morning while taking a shit, and like I regret like eight percent. <laughs> I like to push fucking buttons and dude, I don't mean no harm to these people. Like people are so damn defensive this day and it's like, you know, I like to so fragile. Yeah. yeah. Cracking jokes, man. Yeah, man. That's that's what happens yeah, where I, I come from, dude. I don't like to be serious. Like what's what's you know, fuck. I hope I'm not yeah. 80 and serious. I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, we it looks like we got three minutes left, Pig Farm. Are there any other top, topics you'd like to discuss in this interview? Uh, not that I can think of, man. I got cotton in the house. I need some water. Same, dude. same. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're good. We got a lot of content, so. Okay, cool. Well, I want to thank you again, Joey, for coming on. It's, uh, it's been an honor and it's been a pleasure, dude. Like, absolutely. Yeah, dude, thank you, man. Oregon, come up and we can at least hang out in my shop around the fish tank and like smoke ganja and shit and shoot the shit, dude. It's good to. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. I usually fly into Eugene, so I'll I'll let you know yeah. when I'm sliding through, dude. Um, Three hours. I guess, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool, dude. Um, shit, dude. I guess I'll do my outro dance, folks. Uh, well, thank you, guys. And gentlemen. Yeah. Well, thank you, dude. Of course, we'll, man. Uh, we'll thank send you. you. We'll send you the Spotify and the YouTube links as soon as we got them. Right on. You guys have a good night. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, you too. We we appreciate you. Much love, much respect. Yeah, everyone, that was Pig Farmer, OMMP Pig Farmer, as he is formally known. And one of the, you know, uh, just best growers, in my opinion, in Oregon and in the, you know, around the world, like you said, John. Yeah, same, man. World renowned. God does awesome work. We appreciate him coming on the show. And Definitely. thank you for act, 
asking some dope questions too, Will. Like, yes, sir. I can't. I can't wait to listen to this episode. I know. It's like uh, we went the full time. I think it's our first episode. We went uh, all the way to, yeah. to you know, uh, 10 p.m. West Coast, yes, 1 a.m. out here. So, yeah, man, good stuff, man. So, I'm gonna go ahead and slide into the outro dance, folks. This Wait. was the 11th episode of Concerned Dabs podcast with Pig Farmer. I was your host, KDM Kane. With me was my co-host. Will Terps. I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.